0: Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. We are glad that you are with us as we get started. A friendly reminder that nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official statement of doctrine or belief of any particular school, church, or calling body. We are not affiliated with any particular school, church, or calling body. And that everything we say here is simply the belief or opinion of the man who states it and nothing more. Let's get started with the show.
1: No way. Oh, what? I do not know if you are talking about a specific set of poker oh, chips. Oh, no, no. Every set of poker chips. Yeah. Just oh. has the whole Bible. Right uh, across yeah. them. Yep. A, Just like every hotel room has a Bible. Every set of <laughs> yeah, poker every, chips has a, a. Just to remind you, don't indulge yourself in little gambling. Just <laughs> enjoy it a little bit. Do you have a problem with gambling?
0: Do you, Gus? Do you have a problem with
1: gambling? Yes. <laughs> I, I gambled coming here. Yay. LOL. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got him. Okay, yes. so
0: uh, this is. I think we're gonna call this the broadcast. The Brocast. Yeah, the, bro-cast. the gird up broadcast. <clears throat> right. Uh, so I'm Charlie Ungemach. This is.
1: Go ahead. is
0: Gustav Wenz Known mostly as Gus. Nope. Uh, My name's. Okay. (laughs) He's Gustav. I'm sorry.
2: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name's Ezra Bloomer. I'm Caleb Little. All
0: right. um, These guys are all. Well, actually, I am too. We're all students at uh, Martin Luther College. So you are. Why don't we just like go around and just talk about yourselves a little bit, real quick, and we'll figure out who you are. So Gus, go ahead. Tell us about yourself.
1: So I'm big fan of popcorn. Should I look at the camera? Yeah. Well, either way, it doesn't really matter. I feel like I got it. Okay. Hey there, are people out there. If you see this, I don't know how legit this is going to be. Yeah, they're about to just shut uh, it off. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to be weird about talking right, to the camera the whole time. I just right, want to hold the microphone. I feel like Ricky Bobby. Take I don't three. know what to do with my hands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, talk okay, to about yourself. Hi, my name's, like I said, Gustav Karl Wenz is my middle name. That's my dad's name. With a K, FYI. Oh. Not a C, so. Good, German,
0: good German middle name. Mm hmm.
1: And uh, I'm from Bill- well, I'm from Shepherd, Montana, which is just northeast of Billings, Montana, which has probably the biggest Wells church in Montana. I'm gonna guess maybe Missoula, Missoula might be a little bit bigger, but that's my congregation that I go to. Um, I grew up all my life out there. I went to public schools uh, and then <laughs> public yeah. schools. So I have real-world experience before (laughs) any of these guys ever will have real-world experience like I did. Because I've been having to, like, do ministry since I was born, basically. Oh, my goodness. Just kidding. No, that's – okay, bad joke. Anyway, backing up. Um, Yeah, I don't have any family in the – like, that
3: serve. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any family. (laughs)
1: I was raised by wolves in montana that's and then he founded rome goes. and then <laughs> yeah where'd your brother go zero brothers actually i have three sisters um one of them goes to school with us actually she's a freshman this year uh her name's annalise so now you she can't guys. deny
0: it anymore it's out there for the world to know
1: oh uh, everybody asks her hey are you gustav's sister and she hates it but you know, when yeah, my me. sister
0: did the same thing. She hated being Charlie's little sister. Right? Yeah.
1: It's awesome. I love it. She hates well, it.
0: Well, right? I don't know. I think she actually did like it, but she said she hated it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she,
1: whenever they talked to, well, so I'm going to, you know, whenever the sisters talked to, like, I'm guessing what us is like, they are like, oh, I hate being recognized as that guy's sister, little sister. But then I think deep down, it's like, they like it. you know, they like that. Little attention because I don't know. She probably wouldn't get any attention if. Just kidding. She's, <laughs> oh, wow, God, she's cool. Oh. You can't. I hope <laughs> you don't listen to this. <laughs> she doesn't. She won't. She will not listen to this. All right. Know. So, what are
0: you doing at MLC? Why are you? What
1: here? am I? am going. I'm on the pastor track, uh, pre seminary. Um,
3: what's your emphasis?
1: Spanish, and that that is you know what. No negativity here uh everybody you know honestly the more i think about it the more like fun it's gonna end up being like in the future like right now it sucks but i think i'll end up being happy with the route that i that i'm taking you know with the spanish i mean it's better than doing german and latin right in my mind anyway.
3: yeah no i so god will find a way to use it i'm sure yeah i'm
1: sure but i don't know i always feel weird when i have to Like describe myself on the spot so you'll find more out about me as the podcast goes on if we want to just roll to Ezra or Caleb. Which way are we going here? Uh, Go ahead, Ezra. We'll go around the table.
2: Yeah, so my name's Ezra Bloomer, as mentioned before, and I'm a sophomore on the pastor track here at MLC. Um, My story, I guess, is a little bit different than uh, Gus's, but uh, God found me in a way that I really wasn't anticipating. Um, Just like uh some of the guys around this table i grew up going to like lutheran grade schools lutheran high schools and things and um my pa- my dad's actually a pastor in the minneapolis area my mom my dad and mom and uh well at mlc so you know pretty much as uh lutheran as you can get and things and uh had a great experience growing up in things my parents loved me a ton but um i just Decided to kind of run away from what was comfortable and uh, ended up going to the U of M last year And it was a great experience. I learned a lot about myself Um, For the first time in my life definitely had to like do things on my own. It was like it was a really good experience Um, but I definitely took advantage of that freedom and went down a path that like I wasn't considering and wasn't really wanting to go down um, heading to the U of M and it was around that time, like three months in, when like I kind of hit my low at the U and like didn't really know where to turn, and all of a sudden, God put these like really amazing like godly men in my life, uh, just a couple of guys who were just pursuing Jesus at a campus that really didn't pursue Jesus, and they brought me along on that journey, and it was through them that I got back into church, got involved with the campus ministry there, um, met with those guys on a weekly basis, just did life together, it was like man, this is what church is supposed to feel like. And they're really the ones that like pushed me to pursue a future career and being a pastor and things. And so God has his like work about ways of like <laughs> kind of having his will be enacted. So I've heard a lot of people say like, oh man, you should go into ministry all my life, like growing up. But like, I d- didn't want to at all. <laughs> I ran away from it, but somehow <clears throat> he pushes me back. And, uh, you know, I'm getting through it with all the Greek and all the languages and stuff. I think it, it's super helpful that like I went somewhere else and then came and then realized like, hey, this is what I actually want to do, you know. Um, so that's been huge. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit about me. Um and super glad that I found this like community of guys at, at MLC as well. So Yeah.
0: Well and I think I've told all you guys at least once that I don't think I would have been able to handle the pastor track as a <laughs> like as an eighteen year old, I got mad respect for the guys that do, because I don't yeah. I I mean oh, yeah. I struggled enough just doing quote unquote normal college, uh, um, I mean at MLC but still like, oh man I struggled enough without any languages mm-hmm. I just no way I would have been able to handle it but I mean that's part of the Lord's work right He yeah. brings us here when we it's when a- it's time not when we want to or. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's so hard to see the end goal sometimes in that. You know, yeah, for sure. it's such a it's such a for sure. long haul. So yeah, especially
0: like halfway through the semester, and you're just like, this sucks. <laughs> this isn't fun all. Especially <laughs> when you have Greek at seven thirty in the morning. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm so glad that's over. Yeah, I don't want to ever have Greek at seven thirty a.m. again. <laughs> all right, and then
3: uh, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Caleb Little. I like Ezra. I kind of had a different pathway here. Lots of it involves uh, a mission country and. A certain trip I went on, but along with that, I went to a public university to start out with, and that it probably wasn't until the summer before I went into college that I actually thought about pursuing ministry. So I am currently a sophomore at Martin Luther College, pursuing uh, pre sem pre sem with an emphasis on Mandarin, and looking forward to see what God has in store for me and my Brothers in Christ, I mean,
0: do you want to talk about your mission experience at yeah. all? Or
1: I was going to say you talked about it the <laughs> other day. Yeah, no, it's a pretty interesting story. <laughs> it, and then, a long quick question for you though: so you went to public university? Th- yes. Before, so you went to a different college before coming? Yeah, here?
3: I was. Uh, my first semester, I attended North Dakota State University. Okay. I was going to be an engineer. Man, I thought Minnesota was cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun fact about North Dakota: it, it receives the least amount of tourists. Out of all Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For a reason. Dakota, see, when
1: I travel over here from Montana, I go through South Dakota. That's how awesome North Dakota is. Do it's you hit like, Waldrug? Dude, yeah. You drive past Waldrug. I've never been there, but the signs lean up to it. <laughs> Makes it sound amazing if you're a newlywed because they they have free donuts if you're newlywed. Really? Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Great. That, tip, bear, that's the only sign that like I really saw. And I was like, man, good note. I'll take a tip. You know, so now for whatever future lady m- might be my lady, I'll be like, hey. So there's this place called idea. Waldrug. Free I drive by it every fall and spring. And would you like to go there? <laughs> we can get a free Mary? donut. <laughs> get a free donut on our honeymoon in Waldrug, wow. South Dakota. It's or, very exotic.
2: Or you could just be my friend, and I'll give you a free donut. You
1: have when have you ever had donuts? All the time
2: you i take some back I, from the cafeteria i just i, I every, <laughs> right, donuts
0: geez. are just i love donuts donuts so much. are the best see, okay great. <laughs> we,
1: should have, we should get one of the donut places that's in
0: true town why didn't you
1: sponsor. just oh that Dude, would be dope you see what That'd i'm saying That'd be awesome okay. yeah so we'll like i like a quick trip sponsorship <laughs> and just eat glazers there you go so Ooh. i didn't mean to like cause a major ta- tangent right there i just wanted to know <laughs> i didn't realize that all four of us at this point uh, did something else before coming back to pursue pastoral ministry. That,
2: that is a good point. Uh, Whoa. like I
1: didn't. Well, and that's because I didn't know about your past. I knew yeah. Ezra and uh, you know, Charlie obviously has done other stuff before. Now I'm an old man. Yeah, no, that's that's the main thing. <laughs> I'm I mean, like yeah. almost thirty. But uh, really, <laughs> yeah, I'm twenty-eight. Yeah, I, I
0: was joking. That's not. Oh. <laughs> it's not old at all. <laughs> got lots of life ahead of you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, okay. Yeah, you want <laughs> to talk about <laughs> your <laughs> yeah. yeah talk about your trip. <laughs>
3: All right, fine. Well, Mission Country, can we bleep that out in the the recording? Yeah,
0: come on, man. uh, Uh, Sure.
3: (laughs) I shall refer to it as Mission Country due to the uh, illegality (laughs) of it, perhaps. (laughs) I don't know how much I want to say about that, but I'll go into as much detail as I can. Um, Well, one, I had previously not had any... Uh, yearning, not any want to pursue ministry before this trip. Uh, so it was pretty life changing for me. I uh, I started out at uh, I went to Saint Croix Lutheran High School uh, Academy. I did ben, as well as did Ezra. and there I had the opportunity to learn Mandarin. And uh, I never really thought I was going to use it in any sort of way. I kind of took it because. My whole life I had taken Spanish. I used to go to public school, actually, in Florida, and we just learned a bunch of Spanish there because half the I class. Why would you say public school like that? Because you <laughs> assumed we all had Wells grade school experience. Okay, but would that have been a bad assumption? I mean, not necessarily. I... No, I, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> so I learned Mandarin <laughs> anyway. So I learned Mandarin, and I never thought I'd get the chance to use that. And the mission country in which I visited... Ended up speaking Mandarin. I, I don't know some this, weird country. This one
0: country
1: that speaks Mandarin. Do they make a lot of products there?
3: Uh, not at legality to speak, <laughs> but uh, never thought I'd use it. But uh, never thought about going on a mission trip. Never went on a mission trip until it's probably my junior, my senior year, when I wasn't even taking the language anymore. And the teacher came up to me, and she was like, hey, Caleb, we have this awesome trip you should go on, and I think you'd be really good at it, gain a lot from it. I'm like, ah, you know, that's, that's a little expensive for me. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, if you ever want to, just talk to me. I'll, I'll skip over the rest of that boring story, but I ended up <laughs> going, going to the Mission Country, and it was me and it was a fun group of people. We spent some time touring around, but then we had the opportunity to teach, and preach at an English camp. So I was the science teacher and the PE teacher. I think I was, my official title was athletic director and science teacher. So I taught uh, like five classes a day of middle school, grade school physics. Um, I had taken a lot of those classes in high school and I had a co-teacher and a translator in the classroom. But um, aside from that, Um, aside from the teaching, um, we had the opportunity to share God's word, share God's word in a country where it, it's not really allowed, not the pure, true gospel, at least because of legality, legality, this mysterious country. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, while we were at the camp, uh, every morning we had a chapel of sorts And they, were, they had the people lined up for the week already. And it just so happened on the Friday of the camp, the, uh, the last day, that the person couldn't make it. And so they looked around, and for some reason they saw this science teacher, this person who took them out for recess. And they're like, hey, uh, would you mind giving the chapel on Friday? And something in me said yes. I, uh, I previously had chances to give chapel. I could have given chapel at my high school. That was one of the opportunities I had that I decided not to do. But um I something within me was just like, Yeah, Caleb, you should do this. And, you know, I got help with my sermon from the pastor that was there and when I got up there Friday morning, um, it actually ended up being on my birthday, please. <laughs> my eighteenth birthday. So that was pretty crazy. I got up on stage and in front of hundreds of little kids and Their chaperone, I delivered a message. I stood up and I shared
0: in English or in yeah. So
3: (laughs) I I said it in English, and the uh, there was a translator on stage with me that repeated everything I said. Okay, and so it was really life changing. It was the just telling the greatest story ever told, and how there is hope, there is grace, and that someday you can. I mean, yeah, it's not purposeless, you know. Um having the opportunity to share the message was awesome. Do you remember
1: what portion of Scripture you were going from?
3: Yeah, so the whole week we had been talking about Acts, uh, Paul's conversion, because the people we were talking to were Gentiles, just like you and I. And so the conversion of Paul and what Paul ended up doing was pretty amazing. And the portion that I talked about was uh, pretty much just the Holy Spirit, getting faith through the Holy Spirit. My message was that It was through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus that we had a ticket to heaven. Because I think for some reason the theme of the camp was ticket or airplane, something. It involved a ticket. (laughs) But uh, it was, I mean, it was simplified because it was two lots of kids. But after I gave the message and while I was standing up there speaking to kids who, I mean, before this camp may have never heard of Jesus before. And, you know they might never hear Jesus again at just, it was emotional. i was yeah. standing up there. I was saying a prayer and they're repeating after me and I just feel chills. <laughs> I mean, just chills going through my whole body as I saw the Holy spirit at work. And it was a tremendous opportunity that I, I never had before. And so afterwards, you know, I had like the pastors and the adults are all like, "Oh, wow, Caleb does a great job. You should, you should go pursue ministry." I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. see, I'm, I'm gonna go be an engineer. I, I'm gonna go make money." And uh, so that's so I kept saying, and that's what I kept meaning, until, I mean, halfway through my semester at NDSU, I had a few internships lined up for the summer, and. Ah, then I really came back to is this really what I want to do really what I want to do with my life really what I you know my purpose is and it led me back to the Bible and Ecclesiastes I I read that a few times until I'm like you know what I think I figured it out and I thought back to my experience can you bleep that out please (laughs) (laughs) in mission country in the mission country um, but, um, I tell you what, I still, to this day, the best, uh, best birthday present I ever received was, uh, after I gave that message later in the day, um, two elderly native women approached me and they said in very broken English. And I don't, I don't know if these people had heard about Jesus before or whatnot, but they, they came up to me, these two elderly, these elderly <laughs> native women, <laughs> Asian, Asian women, <laughs> perhaps they might be <laughs> Oriental. <laughs> are we allowed to say that? <laughs> what are we allowed to say anymore? <laughs> and um, they come to me and they say, "Your, your message today, it, it really touched me." And I, best birthday present I ever got. Really, I mean, if anybody out there listening or watching this, uh, if you ever get the opportunity to go to another country. Or just even a mission trip somewhere, uh, do it. Like I, best experience of my life, and I mean, really changed it. I mean, ended up changing from being an engineer to pursuing ministry as a pastor. So, yeah, that was kind of a a summary of my experiences, and uh, that if that helps you uh, know me better. Uh, yeah. Explain why. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's Emphasis. <laughs> Strange.
0: So you can do mission work in a mission Mandarin. country. Yeah,
3: Mandarin speaking country, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll see uh, where the Lord takes me. But yeah, certainly wasn't a straight line from A to B to get here.
0: Absolutely. So Charlie, what brought you back? Oh uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, long story short, the uh, I um I'd, I wasn't a big fan of the way the ministry I was doing was starting to change me. Like, not that there was anything, you know, that, that wrong with what I was doing or anything, but, uh, um, I was hardening. My heart was hardening in, uh, on some things that I wanted to be sensitive to. Um, there's just a lot of, yeah, a lot of
3: callousing. Yeah. just I
0: was really getting calloused. Um, and, uh, I, I could tell that was going on. Um, and then on the other side, like, I was doing podcast stuff and I was, uh, Kind of, I was at that point where I either needed to just go all in on other ministry, or kind of slow down on other ministry and go all in on teaching. One of the two, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I know, it took me a really long time to decide. And I really pushed back on the idea of being a pastor for a couple different reasons. Um, yeah, a couple different reasons. Uh, what it really just came down to was, you know, letting the Lord lead and saying, "All right, not, not, <laughs> not my life." you know it's not my life it's in your hands i'll let you do with me what you will um and when that became my attitude it was the decision was made very quickly um and then at that point it was just deciding when to do it um and it wasn't a good spot in like in the history of the school i was at uh until covid hit and when covid hit everything changed um and it became the time to the time to do it so uh, i didn't quite sell everything but i sold almost everything and rented the u-haul and here we are.
2: Now you
1: got this sweet place. Yeah, this yeah, sweet this place. Super dope, bat infested place.
2: Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's way better than my dorm room. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's <laughs> bigger <laughs> than your dorm room yeah. too. You know what we have? We I had my, had my own washing machine and, just and everything. The dorm rooms meat. aren't that
1: bad. Yeah, the dorm rooms aren't that bad, man. Why are you hating? I mean, people so what? On. Okay,
0: so the dorm rooms aren't that bad, but
1: uh, like there're definitely things that are going right. on. I mean, it, it's. Like a prison, that's the one thing. Oh, how yeah. oh, would not so much a prison, more well, like a I barracks. Mean, the wall there you barracks? go. Actually, yeah. there we go. a boxer, yeah. maybe. So there's no bars on the windows. Yeah, that's... but that's not an actual, like, real issue, right? <sighs> right. So. Exactly. So but Ezra, so what do you dislike about?
3: Ezra looked dorms. at us weird when we said the dorms weren't uh too bad. Well, I just would
2: like a little bit more space, you know. Like <laughs> oh, Charlie okay. Charlie okay. has a room to like have people right. invite people in and like just make them feel at home. I don't have that space. Really. Yeah, but okay. when I was
0: at your stage of life, I had the exact same states that you have right now.
2: Well, I, COVID might be a little bit of an issue to that. But well.
1: we live now. We're in the moment. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we see you doing. The so what? How does COVID thing? affect? I I know I pretty much just have to wear
0: a mask to school. Otherwise, nothing really changes. How does COVID affect you guys?
1: <laughs>
2: well, I think like student <laughs> gathering space is one of the biggest ones. It's just like the cafeteria was a big gathering space before covid and now with covid it, it, we just can't gather as the same and then the lsc just isn't like we don't have enough gathering space it gets crowded really fast and so where is that space on campus where both like guys and girls can interact and like and just form community and stuff because i truly think that's the biggest blessing of mlc is the community
3: that you form there is just insane well, like it's heaven on yeah. earth right well, yeah. kind well of son, and, like you said specifically uh Guys and girls, I'd like to point out that the guy-guy relationship is pretty great too. Well, yeah, I agree as well. But I'm saying like
2: there is room in the in there's space in MLC for guy to guy.
3: Thought okay. I should clarify. Uh. <laughs> we have the timing <laughs> on that you know,
0: there stood on that for so long <laughs>
1: okay. Ezra, should, I I to you, should I clarify I to you right should I clarify
0: should I say it I should say it should I, I'm going to say we it right are, now okay <laughs> like, yeah, like if the so guys want to get
2: together for a, a guys night like, right. like we, we, we can just could go to a dorm doing. room
0: and, and it's true there's definitely a. Fr- I mean a there aren't any fraternities really on campus because it is just a uh, in a good way, it is a big fraternity. Yeah, I mean exactly. you've for got guys, brothers and sisters, right? And Christ, exactly. Essentially. Yeah, especially I would say, especially on a guy's side, like you, yes. you, you have an incredible amount in common walking through the door, uh-huh. um, right. and so you already have kind of that built-in um, brotherhood. Yeah, right? absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, and see, I think something that I was thinking about that I'm sure you're probably going to agree with, with the whole idea that there's not those spaces for people to gather. I think something that this whole A lot of the COVID distancing stuff that we're having to do uh, affects is people can't do that on their own time now, Yeah. if that makes sense. So I think back when spaces were able to be spaces for anybody to use, everybody was, you know, you kind of have to have, like, a certain level of courage to get a group together and bring them to one spot. And since we're not allowed to gather as much, I think those people who might have been making those personal gatherings where they were able to build personal relationships those kind of got extinguished like they like like it's there's too many hoops to jump through to get to that point where you can have more than 5 friends gather in the same spot you know and the thing is is not that it's a bad thing but that kind of makes it on the school to provide those social experiences for us and like that's why we you know president gurgle was talking about how Winter carnival is gonna be all fancy and new and tailored so that we can stay involved, right? Right, right. There's not the student organizations; mm-hmm. they're all put in on those activities as well. There's not those extraneous or extra. Not extra fabulous. extracurricular? Not extra. Well, like there's not Extemporaneous. those. Temperaneous. <laughs> okay. <nope. laughs> we're <laughs> we're <seeing> no. We're just flexing our No. Uh, like there's not those. T- it's not like we can have just a random something like in the middle of the week. Activities. Yeah. Not well. I mean. Right. Outside so, of school, okay, so, not outdoors. Uh, Branching
3: but... off of that, um, I know one thing that we gather here to talk about today was how COVID was affecting our lives and. Would you say that your personal relationships have been very much affected by COVID?
1: So I think that with the relationship with personal relationships for me, um,
3: like I guess your... the ones
1: that really count and matter, no. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like a big part of who I am is socializing, is spreading out and meeting people. Like that's something that I love to do. And I don't care how awkward it is. I'm sure, though. That'll serve <laughs> well <laughs> like you very well in ministry. And, like, we could still do it. But the thing is, is um, it's, de- like, I think it's the potential personal relationships mm-hmm. for me. The potential mm-hmm. ones. Like, the ones that haven't started. Or the ones that had started. But they kind of shrunk down. Because I took almost two years off of being at MLC. So, even people that were in my class. So, I guess I didn't mention that in my intro. I came to mlc in 2018 and then i left that second semester of the 2018 school year and went home and i kind of did a little bit of figuring out what i want to do and i you know ended up doing a year of school there and came back right so i had those relationships built up from the class that i had right there but are we what's on no, no, you oh. no, but the thing is is like now like they're still there but it's definitely not what they could have or would have been if we have been able to gather more right off the bat with my return. Not that like yeah. I'm suffering because of it, but it's something that I noticed. Like I wasn't able to click back into the MLC community until honestly this semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the whole first way. semester was kind of, and I think that's granted for like, that's a given anyways, even for like freshmen who don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. it was, it just, Yeah.
0: I didn't realize how much I communicate especially with people well maybe not especially but including people I don't necessarily know like just how much I communicate non-verbally mm-hmm. you know like especially with strangers like it goes a long way to be able to just smile at somebody three or four times right. Yeah, right. Exactly, and then some, yeah. at some point when you do interact you already like oh they're friendly you know mm-hmm. but when all you see is from my the bridge of my nose up, yeah, it's tough. I'm not. I'm not always a happy-looking person from the bridge of my yeah. nose up either. You know, <laughs> well, um, yeah, exactly. Smile with I eyes. Think, eyes. Okay, I would love that, to smile okay, with my I eyes, but I'm some, not consciously <laughs>
1: thinking about it as I'm walking. Not around all, the all of us have beautiful eyes like you, Caleb. Oh, have okay, great okay. Eyes. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, like that's one of the things too. Is like everybody's like, oh, make those expressions with the top half of your face. I'm like, that's not possible. My lips aren't on the top half of my face. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does? You How's know, that supposed to work?
3: I think I I've heard it somewhere. I don't know if this is a for real statistic. I've heard it somewhere that the majority of me c- communication is nonverbal, mm-hmm. nonverbal cues, and I think by wearing masks, perhaps we're limiting our ability to communicate, and perhaps as a society, we're actually becoming more distant, more individual, less warm. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. And I feel like that warmness was such a part of our culture at MLC. I mean, come on, where else can you go that everybody shares the same faith? Everybody wants to pursue ministry. I mean, that's a recipe for making friends right there. And you have so much in common. But now, you know, you look around and you can't tell if that person's smiling smiling at you. You can't tell if that person wants to talk.
0: Can't. I can't tell you how many times a day I ask myself, am I being creepy right now? Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> know, that's what I was like, going to say, too. Thing. You can
1: tell that they look creepy. That's what. You, you know, that's exactly you what know, I was going to say, too. It's not even
0: necessarily do they think I look creepy. It's just like I have no idea what I look like, <laughs> you know? Like, if, if I if, if I wasn't wearing a mask, you'd see that I'm smiling. Or, like, I'll tell a joke and someone would just stare at me. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're smiling, and I don't know if you know that I was smiling, you know? like
1: At Cody Bone, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, even without a mask, he doesn't have expressions but
0: that's true. He's just kind of <laughs> deadpan, which adds to his charm in many ways. I don't know, what do you think Ezra? I
2: just I think like that the interaction a big part of interaction was the by chance interaction and mm-hmm. that unfortunately has been kind of stripped away, not just at MLC but in general with in the world. Just the opportunity to by chance run into somebody and then strike up a conversation or a friendship and the great thing about MLC is that people are open to those by chance friendships. And so now that we're, you can't just like randomly run into somebody and like, Hey, let's strike up a conversation like that by chance friendship is taken away. And that's where I think you said, um, Gustav, you're like my friend, my close friendships haven't changed all that much, but Hmm. like that bigger friend group that I was kind of anticipating, like, Oh, meeting here and here and then putting those connections together and helping people form like bigger bonds and stuff at MLC has been challenged, I think. And so I think our goal uh, in conversations with you guys is just to make those connections and take that extra step for people to kind of be a leader in helping people make those connections because it's such a challenge right now.
3: So I I don't know if this is the direction Goose went ahead, but uh, coming from such a large college such as the U of M, is there a difference between the way you make friends or want to make friends or... I feel like you'd be
1: more into that, like just chance glance kind of friendship. Since you went to such a bigger college, I feel like that's what all those relationships would be almost. Oh yeah, right.
2: Well, yeah. To be honest, like my first like first semester at MLC was like really rough on me because like at the University of Minnesota, it was like. People were just so open to, like, f- striking friendships, and, you know, I met so many different people so quickly. And then I came to MLC, and all of a sudden I felt, like, super isolated because n- I didn't have that close friendship to lean on. Um, so, like, it was very tough at the beginning. I remember just sitting in my room and being like, what the heck am I supposed to do now? I don't really, like, know if I can just strike up a conversation with anybody. Right.
0: Well, and even just you're not allowed to go, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So...
2: Well- that was like really tough for me. And, and so I, I can't imagine like, you know, some of those freshmen, I I'm a very outgoing person. So like I was able to overcome that a little bit. Um, but for those people that like aren't naturally that way, like right. I feel really bad for them.
1: Well, and then, well, and real quick, like my sister's one of those people yeah. too. And well, I think we got to come back to that kind of point. That's something we should address, but I was going to ask Caleb here. Um, so from your, uh, one semester in North yeah, Dakota? Yeah, it was one semester. Like, What was that like for you, I guess, when it comes to meeting people and socializing? At that point, we weren't in masks, right, obviously? Right. We weren't so. in masks
3: at that point. Uh, it was very easy to meet people and make friends. And I'd say, I mean, I know we talked about MLC being a whole whole fraternity in itself. Uh, I mean, at NDSU, I, I almost joined a fraternity. Yeah, and... we have Greek symbols and everything. <laughs> <laughs> lots of them lots and of lots of them. of them. A whole, a whole dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. on quiz days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But, like, at NDSU, right, the power goes out for some buildings one day, and it's as easy as, hey, you want to go get crepes at this frat house? where well, that leads to just, just <laughs> friendships, you know? <laughs> All you need to have in common... <laughs> just crepes that's of all it takes kids grapes. and
1: other adults who aren't <laughs> no. at school if you want tip just crepes <laughs> no.
3: but there are so many different crazy just a variety of opportunities to go out and do things with people right that day and instead of just you know doing whatever i was gonna do i went with these guys and i we went had for, crepes I had Wait. crepes crepes and i played sand volleyball and what'd you have before the time. volleyball uh, crepes okay <laughs> <laughs> my first time ever having crepes actually wow They're, they make crepes no, they make a, crepes a, in north dakota uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> at frat
4: houses in north dakota <laughs> well hey it's close to canada right french stuff I, I, I'm not north
1: not that, that part of canada I okay. Okay. No, I'm <laughs> like, well it's kind of <laughs> close to canada it's yeah close but not the french
4: part right of now. canada you know what doesn't so it's part of all
3: i guess anyway but yeah that was just an example of how easy it was just to Someone that you barely know is just like, hey, you want to go do something? Because there is so much to do, even in North Dakota. And there aren't that many opportunities here at Martin Luther College at the moment. And so I think, especially if you're an incoming freshman who doesn't necessarily have that base of, I mean, unless you went to Luther Prep, nothing against prep people. But, oh my God. Well, a little bit <laughs> against I mean, prep we'll people. Bring that up, <laughs> we'll bring that up that's, a, that's another topic. <laughs> but you don't necessarily have that strong base of well, hey, I don't know anyone. You don't know anyone. Let's go get crepes. The like, best part of this is that crepes is not like a code, or code word for <laughs> no, something. They're not. actually eating crepes. You know, I'm kind of worried crepes. that crepes
1: I, is trademarked or something. Yeah, should we check that? I don't know. Uh, we we should open French? up a
3: crepes like, hey, place in Freddy, New Wall. You'd think Freddy, it, it would be like a that? euphemism, but it's just crepes. <laughs> it is literally just crepes. I am not using crepes <laughs> as like a code word for anything. I understand. It's powdered sugar. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, Goose. <laughs> no, it was a I'm... fun time. And those guys were great. I'm sure. Yeah, well, okay. I, okay. I actually <laughs> went to the initiation of that frat before okay. well, I decided it wasn't well. for me. But uh,
0: They didn't have crepes there? There were uh, no crepes there. They spaghetti. They take away grapes. the crepes oh, during no.
3: initiation. <laughs> <laughs> they they lure you with the crepes. <laughs> so like, they sold you crepes. You
2: probably didn't even get to eat crepes. <laughs> <laughs> they just showed it to him.
1: Okay, yeah. so uh, kind of a question for the group. So, uh, this is your first year on campus, right? It is, yes. It? Okay. This
3: is your third semester. Yes, it okay. is my third semester.
1: Third, oh, so you came here second semester. So, of...
3: yeah, I had this weird route of I did one semester at NDSU, and then the next semester, I just I went straight to. NDSU. So you
1: are a sophomore now, yeah, or you have been I, this whole time?
3: I had enough. Uh, had enough credits transferred that I was able to okay. stay. Stay ahead. Stay in my class. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, well, in that case, uh, you and Charlie kind of tested this as well, and then this will bring it back to the Wait, whole...
3: Wait. So, we're going to be classmates,
0: like, all the way along? Yeah. Yes. You're to graduate w- in, th- yeah, like, in 2021. I will be as well. Yeah. 22? No, 22? no. 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 Uh, no. You have two yeah, more years after this. Yeah. It's 23. Ideally, uh, yeah. I mean, ideally, okay. no, That's but... That's what I have. Yeah. 2023. Of the yeah, two I'm more
3: years after this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey. We're gonna be class. We're gonna be classmates can't reach in the same. so right, I will be distance. classmates with you guys too. Oh, me as to well. Wow, man, no, all, us, <laughs> all four
1: of us are graduating in 23 23- oh, All four okay, of us. That's right, oh no way! Oh, hey,
0: hey, distance, right? That one's for the fans out there.
3: Should be wearing face shields. No, they.
1: Okay. <laughs> anyway, so something that I was going to bring up was with this whole uh, socializing thing. So we've all been, well, us three have been to other colleges. Charlie hasn't, but. uh, Yeah, I just keep coming back. To the he same just keeps one over coming back, MLC. <laughs> but something that is notable, and I mean, I guess kind of give us some clues from your first time around too. Uh, Well, but you were a, you were a Wells kid anyway, so maybe,
3: yeah. maybe not.
1: Anyway, I've so, so I guess it, the point that I'm trying to get to, Wells. the point that I'm trying to get to is like, even before COVID, there was a pretty decently sized social barrier coming from the outside regardless of if you grew up at a well school or not if you like went and did something else for any amount of time or you went to a public school and you didn't have it in with people here it was still difficult even without masks no
3: you're
0: right it was pretty easy for me i mean it wasn't the worst and i would imagine it's pretty similar for basketball where you have some built-in Relationships just right off right. the bat. I mean, like football, volleyball, soccer, you cross country. It's the first day on campus. You've already got a team, mm-hmm. uh, which helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that in other people
3: over and over how difficult it is to come in. I, it is a culture shock. So, I, I think I see we're heading with this, Goose, because you said we get back to the Luther prep part, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> we can get there now. Let's do it. No, there's nothing wrong with so, Luther prep. Yeah, I guess to preface
1: this, none of this is to deter anybody from going to prep or MLC. It's just something that we're noticing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, And I think it's worth addressing, especially if you're a viewer or listener who is kind of considering the route that we're going on. Like, we're not saying this to scare anybody, but this is pro tips right now if you pro do tips. want... I mean, honestly, like Charlie with the whole doing the football thing, like getting into activities at MLC right off the bat—that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, particularly you're like this. I mean, so like whether it be football, soccer—I mean, they kind of force you into choir or band anyway, mostly choir. But even those are good team-building experiences if Mm -hmm. you want them to be. You know, any of the clubs. clubs Yeah, the clubs too. Student Senate forum, forum. You know, there's a lot of ways to break that social barrier. We're not saying that the social barrier is. Like a block all the time for everyone coming from the outside. So that's just to kind of preface the rest of this conversation going forward. So you know.
3: Yeah. Just yeah. That, I mean, well, I mean I with, know, that, I with that with that preface I would like to get to the face <laughs> okay. part. Yeah, so- let's get to the face. So we have the preface. <laughs> now we're
1: getting to the actual face and then we'll go to the post face with Ezra. <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> winked up the camera. Oh, okay, For I listeners, so, up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you mentioned that coming in, not necessarily at the beginning with everybody else and not necessarily coming in with a huge crowd. It is difficult to make friends still. And I'd say if you don't join an athletic event, uh, some sport, then that can be difficult. And that's because I feel like people, especially, I don't know if it's in the wells, but they stick with what they're comfortable with. Uh, lots of people from prep, for example, they they like to stick together. They've had these friends for four years, and lots of them came with. I personally don't blame them for if they just stick in those friend groups. I some people might give them some heat for that, but I I don't at all. Yeah, I mean, I still hang out with my Saint Croix friends like Ezra.
0: Well, and that kind of evaporates to an extent over the four years of college too. It's like right. freshman year, you all show up, you all know each other mm-hmm. already. You, know, you even like all you know. And then as yeah. as they spend more time at, at, in college, they
3: kind of that it does shift. It doesn't right. stay that way. Yeah, but yeah, some would argue, and I've heard it said that some group it's pretty. It can be a little bit clicky if that makes sense. Just don't even say a little bit. <laughs> no, but I mean, Just you make your friends. You find clicky. who you're comfortable with, and yeah. Well, I mean, to be
2: honest, though, that I think that's pretty much every college. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like people find their friend groups like the first two weeks at University of Minnesota or. And so, like, I think the conversation is maybe not even just like, how is it like here here at MLC, but rather how, like, do you address the clickiness or, you know, making friends and dealing with friend groups as like a a wider. Yeah, everywhere. So um, you
0: didn't have like an FFA friend group at Montana.
1: so not at the college i went to there there actually there wasn't a lot of so the college sorry so taking this a
2: very serious route
1: (laughs) so uh coming out of high school i was actually planning on going to montana state university and that's where the ag people would have been that's where the agriculture that's not okay. You know what? Maybe you know. There's no Montana people watching this besides me. So there's not very many other ag that. schools besides MSU when it comes to like. uh Well, first of all, right. ag ed, which is what all. I wanted to go.
3: That's Montana, not Mankato or, or anything, right?
1: Right, Mont in Montana. Yeah, State. yeah he already he said University, Montana yeah. State I University. MSU well, I mean, around here. like about
0: about like a place like Montana is it's actually not a ton of. Farmland and not a ton of farm. Well, I should say not a ton of farming it's communities. I would say
1: it's ranching, right? But not a yeah. ton
0: of farming communities. And if like in order to have a like an ag curriculum, like an ag ed teacher, you have to have a community with a sizable enough agricultural component yeah. to it to make it worth it. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, as the well,
3: professional sorry. on the ag society in Montana, I would just like to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> go, go ahead. I was interested. No, no, no. <laughs> I just thought that was really interesting that Charlie knew that about ag culture. I don't well, know. I, my oh.
0: my mom's family's John Deere dealers. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, if you that makes to, more sense. so I know just enough to be dangerous, and yeah. not enough to actually fix a tractor.
1: Uh, boom, that's the sweet spot right there. <laughs> yep, boys and girls, that's the sweet spot. Do you need to
3: know more? Is that-
0: no, you don't. And you always get out of work because <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, I'm. I just don't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hang out with you. I'll wear the boots, but, you know, when it's time to actually work, man, I came, I spent I, so long in <sighs> the city too long. Yeah.
1: It's just, I know. It, But anyway, so, uh, like for me, the large FFA group or honestly any group because there's like business school out there, that, that was my plan initially was to go out to Montana State University because I had no other idea what I wanted to do. So it was like, you just follow the group that you're cool with and that kind of goes along with the prep kids a lot of the times and again it's like you know i say prep kids and i mean it in the no. general yeah, sense we, of all we, kids understand, are great guys that. we understand that okay, well, I would right. just like okay, put at like your like public university.
0: university at your public yeah. university yeah. how did you build how did you make friends there
1: <clears throat> i just forced myself into everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no i, I can uh, relate no actually Crepes. uh that's
0: how I, he ended up here just forced himself in <laughs>
2: Well, so I, I'm doing a good job. Grapes. Well, I think Somebody like. Goose? Just, I think people are like. <laughs> He's
3: just here. He just showed up. <laughs> okay.
2: <Yes>.
1: But, <laughs> go ahead, Ezra. Thank yeah, you.
2: Yeah, on, on a real note, like, I think like people are kind of like. I don't know if this is going to make sense, but they're kind of broken into their friendships. So, like, basically everything they knew in high school is completely stripped away because it's such a big university that they don't have their comfortability anymore. And so what happens when people get into uncomfortability, they try to find comfortability. And so people as quickly as possible try to find their friend group so they can find some sort of comfortability at a big university. The, the difference at MLC sometimes is that people are coming in with, you know, half their class or they're coming in with a group of friends. So they're going to cling to what's comfortab- comfortable and they don't have to embrace that uncomfortability for a while. And so you automatically see these these groups of friends that just stick together and so you know if you're somebody who's thinking about coming to mlc or i think just a general rule in life just be okay with being uncomfortable for a little bit because it's through that uncomfortability that you're going to grow a lot i've yeah. never heard anyone use the word uncomfortability what, so what's often in a yeah. sentence. uncomfortable grapes.
1: <laughs> Uncomfortable crepes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, those are the two words. Those are the hot but <laughs> words just in this look podcast. For I don't know
3: if those guys are the best influence, but they make great crepes. Great crepes, well, I, think, great. I think there was a personal chef in the frat. Wow. Yeah, oh, it was a, cool. It would. It was pretty great.
1: It
0: was me actually. It's like something out of a movie.
3: <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well. Make me want to go to make it's it's me want to go to Animal House or something. It was like Animal House except it's just If any kids who are future MLC students want to come i will make a crepe for you yeah, i don't know okay. how that's that's go, but that's i'm crap. sure we can figure can't. it out just come find them you're gonna have came, some freshmen walk up to you next me. year and be like hey kill him."
0: will you make me a crepe <laughs> <laughs> okay well say, Charlie now you have, I have to came. say yes. i hope so i will <laughs> <laughs> you should just Let make crepes here this
2: could be the crepe house well, you guys can make crepes here i'm could, terrible at making crepes. you grapes. could
1: start the crepe house here you guys can start the crepe house here i mean it's already kind of it doesn't what about this says crepes no, that's okay. You're taking it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, in the sense of it being a frat.
0: Okay, if you guys well, want to come no, over and make crepes, we're frat. having <laughs> frats at MLC. But it's
1: crepe. So now crepe has a code word. Crap, like, co- it's, it's code no. for the frat. Oh, my bad. My <laughs> so mind. we
0: should just call this the crepe cast
3: instead? The crepe cast? The crepe okay. cast. Uh, no. I mean, oh, crepes okay. are a great way, like, Ezra said, to break. Like, something <laughs> silly, such as crepes, just find something you can do. Like, I made a friend last semester by joining them in a chalk drawing competition. I, oh, you it, guys were Baby Yoda, right? Yeah, we were Baby Yoda, and, but then the rain washed away our. Did you or, get forced into that? Uh, slightly, it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> yeah. But it, the point was, is I made a friend, friends, and just by doing something different, you know, it doesn't have to be You same. got outside
2: of your got outside zone. of the comfort zone. Also,
3: outside the door, I use my yeah. uncomfortability. <laughs> uncomfortability.
2: <Yeah.
1: laughs> well, and see, I think something to note too is at MLC. I think it's a better place to be in those uncomfortable positions because you get pushed into a better position anyway. It's a safe because, space for sure. Yeah, because something that I was well thinking about is going safe. to those public colleges is you're in that uncomfortable point. And you're trying to make friends. And thing is, you can go a lot of different directions. You're though. very vulnerable. A lot of different... Sure. Yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, one, you're already in a weird, like, oh, I don't know what to do when it comes to, like, do I say hi to this person, whatever. I don't know. But the situations can take you different routes. I mean like there, are like, like there's pre- plenty of stereotypes of people going down bad paths and thing is is a lot of people like to downplay them, but it can happen i mean you know? i
2: went down, like i never expected i'd go down a path like the one that i went down at the u of m like sure it just like yeah like you're in this vulnerable spot where it's like you kind of grab onto the first person that shows you any sort of like love or like any sort of like really True friendship, and like yeah. you immediately grab onto that, and so like it is dangerous, you know. You have to. That's the first time you're really taking your faith as your own because you don't have your parents, you don't have chapel every day. Like they're pushing you to faith is so important in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta be strong, well, strong I was, faith. Somewhere. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say that is just as important after college too, because oh, that's yeah. I. I mean, I I never rebelled at well, I shouldn't say at all, but I really didn't <laughs> rebel at all until after I graduated from college, and then my first you know call my first ministry was in a big city i'd never lived in a big city before yeah,
1: it wasn't china i mean Whoa. come <laughs> on, <laughs> on there's gonna so gonna many to beliefs okay, in we this should, so you gotta find out if you actually have to believe i yourself. think I you mean, probably maybe. like i didn't
3: reveal that much you information
0: didn't, you know, uh, we'll talk about later yeah so the um anyway so i was in a big city for the first time lived on brady street in milwaukee which is a Bad, poor decision it was a it was a blast but it was a very poor decision <laughs> um if, it's like the hipster it's like hipster strip there yeah. um yeah, it's literally one street like in river west that's just all hipsters all the time It's like a cloud of pot smoke descends over the entire part of the city You're for, yeah, for the happen. summer months you know uh, it was an eighth floor apartment and the elevator was always broken so you had to walk oh. all the way up to eight floors sure and you had I think, great calves oh. though i i mean i've still got great Big calves up. you see my legs I don't, yeah. I've been wearing sweatpants a lot lately. Yeah, I I don't, not recently. It's okay. I'll I'll wear shorts tomorrow. You can check me out. Okay. Okay. The last
1: conversation Um, we had about your legs wasn't that great.
0: (laughs) How many conversations we had about my legs? Well, I mean, okay. We don't need to have any more, though. Not on the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) guys. I don't know. So that, I mean, and then, and then it wasn't even like it was, it was just the environment. Um, I don't know. Uh, like when the environment changes like that, you <clears throat> lose that structure and you lose the community of believers. Essentially, your environment is so important. Yeah. Well, I don't want to cut you and off, and it's something to, you can control. I like, guess <laughs> is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. And you can't let your guard down just because you're at a. I'm not. None of you guys are doing this, but you can't. It's the temptation is, like, I went to a you know liberal arts Christian college, so I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> right. You know? and then you leave, and you're like, well, I'm still like gonna hard. be okay because I went. You know. Um, and that's just not the case. Like as soon as you do let your guard down and you say, "Oh, I'm okay," you're you're not going to be okay for very long. Or
2: even, "I'm going to be okay because I'm a called worker." Like,
0: well, that yeah, was your right. first time out. Too, as soon right? as your attitude becomes, "I'm going to be," I don't need to worry about it. I'm just going to be okay. Then you're not going to be okay. You
2: have to be on the offense when you when you deal with your faith and with the devil. Like that's he is well going, said. he's going to come at you every single way. And if you're not on the offense. He's gonna he's gonna find cracks, you know. So.
1: Well, I think something to note too, Charlie, for your experience. It's like people knew you as that Christian guy in the community too, though. You know, I think the difference for I don't know. Well, myself and Ezra, like people knew that I didn't do the things that everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And I think based off of those things that they knew about me, they were like, oh, he's either Christian or Mormon. Those are the only two options. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, Montana, yeah. and that that's was false. really as far Shout as it went. Friends. Well, and see, that's really as far as that information went, unless they asked me about it. I wasn't really wearing it on my sleeve because I was just going to school. I wasn't doing the ministry at the time. Or, you know, that wasn't my point at yeah. that time. I wasn't trying to spread God's word, which... You know, honestly, that probably would have been one of the best times too. But n- kind of there is such going a need off- for the gospel in right, college, but- exactly. But that's kind of going off track. What I'm trying to say, but um, it's like you're out in those, you're out on your own, and people know you to be the Christian guy. So it's like you want to flee. From it's kind of easier for them to target you and oh, yeah, see what they sure. can get you to do. For sure, yeah. You know,
0: well, and I even just I eliminated the world and the flesh. Satan knows the work you're trying to do. And he's going to do absolutely everything he can to undermine it and demolish it. Because,
1: you know? like, if, the, if certain people know you and know your faith, they're going to come at you with everything. You know, like, a lot of – and see, the thing is, is a lot of groups, you know, they're all about that openness and, oh, this is okay, that's okay. Like, we're okay with everybody being here. And that's one of – that was – honestly, that was pretty much my experience at my college because where I, where I would study was next to the game room. And it was up in what we called the sub. It was the student union building, and uh, a lot of people would have like their club meetings there. And so right outside, like I sat right outside what was the diversity center, aka the gay room. Wow, there's not a better way to put it. They had like the rainbow flags up right there, and like every month they would change what they would post on the big outside wall, and it would have like gay people through history or like how how we got our freedom or whatever that's mm-hmm. supposed to mean. Right. And that would just be posted out there. And that's something that me as a Christian is seeing and they would have meetings. And so you see all these people who are struggling in a sin gathering together right there. And then the next day you to see encourage a encourage each other in the sin. To, exactly. Yeah. To to encourage each other in the sin. But then the next day in the couch area, kind of where I studied, you'd have like what it was called crew. Mm-hmm. And that was like the women's Bible mm-hmm. study group for the college. Well, like it wasn't endorsed by the college. You, uh, sit there purpose, so you were just studying during okay. no, no women's okay. Bible, so Bible that... study. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you guys do Bible study? <laughs> Interesting. Here. He knows exactly no where way. that Bible study has. Just because happened. I'm better at Crazy. talking to women doesn't mean you guys need to <laughs> <Wow>. come <laughs> at me like that. All right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Anyway, so, yep. how many uh-huh. how many
0: dates does that get you? <laughs> I'm out. looking for the one, Charlie. I'm
1: looking for the one. I don't care okay, about the dates. Yeah. Anyway, well, so numbers the point.
3: Sometimes. Stop! Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know. Well, the point that numbers I'm trying to get to. Numbers count sometimes. What's that supposed no, no, to mean? No, no. Oh, well, so... What does this mean, Charlie? Oh, okay, so because
1: hey, this sounds like a notch
0: is on the bedpost. While kind you're of thing. looking for what? Oh.
3: One... Okay,
0: stop. Okay. I'm a 28-year-old virgin. Okay. Let's get that out there on the table. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now the uh, what? What? So. If you're trying to find the one and you haven't found the one yet, there's nothing wrong with meeting a lot of women.
1: So and then, why'd you to find a on me for sitting outside the well, we were just, girls' because Bible it's so. funny, we're poking
3: fun and we really enjoy making and you, making, it and you got offended by it like, super like, fast, uh, which is hilarious. Face this with uh, I'm a. You know what? Year old I'm, gonna, <laughs> case, I'm gonna. Okay.
0: <sighs> <laughs> okay. So. The girls.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, you I'm were just saying, saying. So this is an, it was just oh, yeah, supposed right to be an example other, because. Yeah.
3: So they meet next to the sub. In the sub. In the sub. So we would all, um, like, noted. just
1: everything was happening. And at the public college, you would have Christian groups gathering along with other groups of people. Everybody's sinners, but, like, people of, like, people. celebrating their sins. Sin. Yeah. Studying and celebrating openly sinful people that the college is endorsing. Like, that was a room made just for those people you know what i mean the christian right. group of gals that was just like they lived in the dorm so they'd come down and that's where they'd hang and that's what they would do you know and
0: which is awesome yeah exactly yeah, and that's i great. would
1: i was like wow this is like that's awesome good for them and i have a sister that's going there right now and i tried to hook her up with that group too so that she could have a group of other strong young women who have faith in god so that she can have that every day and i i I don't know what she's doing. I'm sure that she's taking advantage of whatever experiences she can in that sense of maintaining her faith while she's at home. But the thing is is when you're at those public universities, they just accept diversity in the most broadest sense that they accept it up until somebody who has something wrong with one of the other groups has to say so.
3: Yeah, I think I think you bring up a great point too in that uh while well, at like one of these big public Christian universities, not Christian big public universities that aren't Christian, that it's important to surround yourself with people who have the same faith, the same belief, because it is so easy to surround yourself with the wrong environment, right? You're just saying how your environment affects you. And if you are surrounding yourself with people who are out there, I mean, they're drinking as in over drinking often. They're out there doing who knows what, people doing things that they shouldn't be. And if those are the people that you are around often like You got to be
1: careful.
3: You got to be really careful because, one, first of all, all these people need Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to be there to witness to them. But by being around these people, you open yourself up to these sins, and you got to be on guard. And I think it's important to have that community that for the majority of the time, they're around you. You're looking up to each other. You're supporting each other in your faith and make, keeping up, keeping track of each other.
0: Do you guys have any like experiences or anything to draw on that helped you kind of navigate this? Or like was it just the kind public of public university part? Yeah. Or? yeah, I don't know. Ezra, what do you got?
3: Mm, I'm trying to think. Like to help navigate us towards a Christian community?
0: Right. Yeah. Well like Ezra, you kinda of talked about how you you did struggle. Yeah. Um, Gus, it sounds like you didn't struggle as much. Well,
1: I got well. We'll get there, And you just hit an existential crisis us. the well, moment you got there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it
0: was at
3: least half the semester in.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he panicked.
3: He got there and just panicked right off the bat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, Ezra, hey, what was your Ezra. experience? So no, sorry. I think it's just like being open to what God has in store. And so, like, for example, in my life, like, I got you know, kind of involved with the, the wrong crowdness maybe um, in, in a sense that they were, just, you know, the party kind of scene and stuff. And um, my dorm was kind of separated from the rest of the campus. And so it was either like go out and, you know, have a little fun with everybody or you stay in your dorm all night and be alone. And like, <laughs> it was really tough for me as a, you know, 18 year old kid being alone at a college where everybody else seems to be having fun around me. And, you know, I I dealt with that. And like I said, like, it was like, in a real moment of just somebody being there for me and wanting to be open about their own struggles that I like truly found community. Like, I think in high school, like I was surrounded by a ton of people who really, we had that same foundation of Jesus, but it stopped at the foundation and didn't go into vulnerability and like actually real conversation and and that wasn't their fault that was my fault like i didn't want to open myself up to other people and like be real with them just because i was so scared of like them like not wanting to have that friendship with me anymore and that carried on into college where i didn't want to be vulnerable with people naturally or be vulnerable with other christians because i was so scared of what they would they would say and like The crazy part about it is like god worked through that friend group uh the the friend group that was like the party friend group one night like one of the girls in our group like you know came into my room at the middle and like two o'clock in the morning i'm asleep and just knocks over everything um and she's weird (laughs) yeah and she's just like really dealing with some like you know dark stuff and like she had had a little bit too much to drink and Um, you know, she just starts bawling and I'm like, why the heck are you crying? What's up? And she's like, well, my best friend, like just committed suicide, like the last week. And like, for me as, as a Christian, that was the first time that I'm like, what do I say? You know? And, um, it was through that conversation. Everybody came back. All that friend group came back into a, into my room and we just sat and we had like, it was my favorite moment of college so far. We just talked about like, what does it mean? Like what's going to happen in the afterlife? Uh, like what, where do you think you're going? And as a result of that conversation, like people started to come to like campus ministry with me and it was like such a cool moment. But back to my main point, like through that story, like I I just see like God working through such a bad situation for me at the time, but yet somehow He uses it for his perfection, like his glory. And like, that's the entire story of the Bible, which is so cool. Like him using broken sinners, broken situations and just perfecting his
3: will through it yeah so. using broken sinful people just like just like all of us right? yeah yeah
0: well and i i can i like i've said if i hadn't crashed and burned and desperately needed a change like four years ago mm-hmm. uh, i probably wouldn't be doing this now yeah like i it would have been a completely different path um and so yeah i absolutely see where you're coming mm. from there the just letting uh not necessarily sinning on purpose so that God can use your sin to do something great. Uh, not, um, yeah, not but how it works. when you find yourself in those situations um, realize, and you realize yeah. that you haven't done what you ought to have done mm-hmm. um not just like throwing in the towel and being like, Oh, I'm all in on sin, I guess. <laughs> yeah um, but just saying, Okay, Lord, <laughs> use it as you will, forgive me. You know, mm-hmm. let's Yeah, use it. Change it's it a, and move on. It's but, a great comfort, isn't yeah. it?
3: That um all the wrongs, all the sin that you did in your past, like God's going to find a way to use that. You don't necessarily like, obviously it's wrong. You repent of those sins, but you can have peace and comfort knowing that God is greater than your mm-hmm. sin. And I'm, we are so blessed to have that in our lives because there are so many I, religions, ideologies out there. I mean, those sins, those wrongful actions that you committed, you have to pay for those yourself. And I mean, that's traumatizing, isn't it? Like,
1: well, literally pay for
3: them. I mean, I literally yeah. pay for them with I don't know, with time down time, under, down money, in hell, everything. time money. down under, <laughs> down yeah. under, yeah. not Australia, but down <laughs> under, as in you know, hell. Yeah, that's what people think, and obviously hell is a real place, and mm-hmm. I, that's a whole nother discussion I don't want to get into. But the nice thing is that Jesus paid for our sins you know, on the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that I think we are so blessed to be in this faith. Right. Well,
1: Absolutely. Look at us right now. You know, it's like, we can all point back to that spot but, where we were like, man, we need to turn around. Yeah. This is messed true. up.
3: Ideally, you, know? you get, I, I don't think know. that's unique Maybe to us either, you know? Well, I mean,
1: not necessarily to the point where, you know, it's obviously awful, but we know, like we feel that guilt. We have that conscience where it's not, it doesn't have to be the worst thing, but it's just bad enough to our hearts and our minds individually that we're like I don't like the way that made me feel and I know God didn't like it either so I'm mm-hmm. going to turn back to him mm-hmm. you know and so and then I mean a lot of people it could have just been turned back to him and go to church but we decided hey turn back to him and go and become you know <laughs> you, you don't need to, let me just uh preface this uh you don't need to be a Wait, pastor
3: <laughs> world, we're, pre-face. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to I, be a teacher to please.
1: serve God <laughs> are I we think, at the mid face
3: i don't know i have no idea like how long we've been doing this <laughs> I, you were looking at the clock i thought you knew i can't see the, the lights are too bright
1: okay. I, can't see the clock.
0: I think
2: <laughs> no. one it's 8 12
1: it's 8 12 guys obviously
2: i think okay. one other one other point like i kind of wanted to make as we keep this discussion going about like christian friendship and like how to go about you know making those friends like um I think my experience at the U of M once I like started to live like the Christian lifestyle and started to turn things around a little bit, Jesus was working and changing my life radically was that close friend group that I, I maintained that I was vulnerable with was a group of Christian of Christian guys specifically. Um, and then, you know, there was Christian girls that were my really close friend group. But I think when I really got down to it, it was a group of guys that just pushed me to be better, pushed me to live as Christ spoke truth in my life, which was, so helpful where you have that like barrier just completely gone when it comes to people um and then you know the the girls like were amazing to have conversation with like I have some girls in my life that like every time I talk to them like the wisdom that they share and like I come away with from that conversation is like dang like I learned so much just in that short period of time but I think one other thing is like I look at having like my friend group as like almost two friend groups. So, like, I have those really close friend groups, and then I also have like another circle of like bigger like friends that, like, I'm like not Charlie. going to. He's huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, Charlie's... Uh, ouch. <laughs> Charlie's in the close ouch. friend group. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, um, you're, you're but, fluffy. But, you yeah. know...
1: Fluffy? I, I, I mean, he's not fluffy. Okay, actually, that's, yeah. I mean, on the Gabriel Iglesias skill, you're not fluffy. Not that's even true. a little. Sorry. Wow. No, I he, didn't mean to go there. I that's, a a little top, that's my bad. He's in shape. That's my bad.
0: Anyway, go ahead. I'm an endomorph, right. man. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. But, um... Uh... <laughs> I thought it was funny. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, killing.
2: Sorry. No, Keep no interrupting
1: problem, Ezra no. when he's on these great little spiels.
2: Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but that larger friend group, you have that second circle, and that's when I think you really need to evaluate who you, who you think you can touch with the gospel. And like you look at how Jesus was able to touch so many people that struggled with huge sins, you know, he's stayed, he stayed with the Samaritan woman at the well. Like he was curing people left and right, was literally giving people exactly what they need in that moment. And that's when I think you, you really evaluate who in your general area needs to hear the gospel or just needs a really good Christian friend. So you know, you talk about the the camp the people on campus that are really struggling in an open way with sin you know i don't think it's wrong to have a, you know a really good uh a friendship with them because they need to hear jesus through you you know and that may look like just having and showing them love like they've never experienced true kind christian friendship of love and like just model to them and then i i saw it left and right like people at some point would be like why do you love differently like why are you such a good friend to me i clearly I'm doing stuff that contradicts what you believe, but it's through that love and through that friendship that you have this amazing little platform that Jesus gives you in the midst of it. And so like, as you, as you listen to this, I think just encourage you to have that really close Christian friends, friend group, the, the guys that, you know, of the same gender or the girls of the same gender. And then you, you supplement that with other um, Christian friends of the opposite gender. And then the outside group, you really look and evaluate who can you touch? Who can you touch?
3: Yeah,
0: well, I, and they're a, sorry. Go ahead. No, never mind. You go. Try. They're a, <laughs> they're a lot more <laughs> likely to listen to somebody they know and have a relationship with yeah. than they are to somebody that they don't like no. I, I would I wouldn't say nobody's ever been converted by a fire and brimstone no. yeller on a street corner, but not many have. Um, they're a lot more likely to listen to somebody that's proven
3: over and over that they genuinely love them. Yeah, I think the first step to witnessing actually is building a relationship with people. I know there are lots of people out there that. You know, they obviously, they aren't living the Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, worked in a warehouse over the summer and just <laughs> What are you uh, saying about warehouse people? Nothing's wrong with warehouse people. I'm just saying the people cool. I worked with weren't necessarily the Sunday regular. And th- whenever they talk to me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be a pastor. And they're like, what? That's crazy. Uh, what does that all mean? And that's like an excellent opportunity, at least for us. You know, I've built a relationship through work with these people and I've got, I mean I've had several of them come to church with me. Uh some of them I like to think go without me. I most of them <laughs> probably don't, but I'm praying that someday, you know, they look back on, you know, their days in the warehouse, someday when they're struggling, they're like, you know, you know that one kid, that kid that really showed that he cared and loved about me. He I think he was on to something. Yeah. I hope that someday that pushes them to go to church. Yeah.
0: Well, and along that same token, then, um, like politics right now is a hot mess. Oh right? boy! Um,
3: and not that I want to
0: necessarily talk about politics, um, but totally. it's a real thing. It's a, like the 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 craziness surrounding it. So many people have very little identity outside of identity politics, right? Um, and that is another spot where we can just absolutely love on people. But um, how, like, what? How has uh, the division, I'd say, in American politics affected you guys. Has it really? Um, oh, yeah. It's Has funny it... you bring that up. Oh, yeah.
3: I heard a joke recently that. Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if we should be same. Po- no, It's not specific to any political side. Well, then go ahead. <laughs> <I'm gonna talk laughs> tell about it. the joke Let's that hear some it. people lose their personalities every four years because yeah. <laughs> event. Some people stop I, it. <laughs> Laughing, you well, guys ruined some it. Some people really <laughs> identify with their political group, right? and yeah. make that their main. I mean personality. That's all they talk about. That's all they say. Yeah. they make that the mainstay in their life. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was just the joke I was saying that people, <laughs> some people lose their personalities every four years, right? That's all they can. I talk think that's about. just a statement of fact, Caleb. <laughs> I do, I, mean, it's it's <laughs> I mean it is both it's both so I,
0: it would be it would be a lot funnier if it wasn't true <laughs> for so many people. <laughs> um, but I don't know, what, what do you um I honestly especially being in New Ulm, um, there are obviously people I disagree with politically around, but not many. Uh, for the most part, the people I interact with have pretty similar mm-hmm. views to my own. I don't know. If, have you guys? Well, your th- interactions been different.
1: Well, I think. Even with people with similar views, you can be affected by it.
0: Yeah, that's you know, true. because
1: there's a lot of I don't know radicals. I think that's right. probably yeah. like there's a lot of people who are really passionate, and they might know that you agree with them, but they don't care. They just got to let it out.
0: Yeah, you or know? even being drawn into like, radical have you had points that of view. To yeah, you I've I have for sure found myself being drawn into more radical points of view, and then after a couple of days, going like, hold on, <laughs> like at some point, my attitude on this shifted, and I'm not sure I like yeah. it. Right. Um. Or uh, uh, especially with some of the more uh, controversial, like when you really get out to the right, um, or some of the issues where, like right in the middle, where there isn't a clear Christian statement on it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like obviously abortion, we're going to stand mm-hmm. against abortion. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, there's a lot of other things that end up being part of the discussion. That aren't necessarily right or wrong. It's just an opinion thing. And uh, taking a really hard stance on some of that stuff isn't necessarily right.
3: No, and that's uh, that's kind of something interesting too. You bring up with people around here having somewhat similar views. I I think that's actually detriment. I feel like in our future ministries, we're going to encounter people with all sorts of beliefs. And we have to be able to witness to those people. And we have to be able to talk to them and love them just as we would anybody else. And so I am, I'm glad I myself had experience outside of you know just MLC, New Ulm area. I feel like I'm blessed to have had other people's opinions in my life, even if I don't necessarily agree with them. But we have to be able to put political values aside someday and show love and understand that we're all part of God's kingdom. We all sin in different ways. And so that's something that irks me a lot when someone tries to say because you go to church you must vote for this person. You must right. agree with these oh. political values. That's extreme. Uh, well, and even even I mean, talking about know, like socialism exactly and that. stuff. Yeah. Like
0: I'm so, I'm not a socialist by any means. I don't think it would be right for our country, but that doesn't necessarily make it inherently sinful. No. No. We've mm-hmm. seen over and over again in historical <laughs> Context. All right, now we're how it <laughs> does well, like, like how it does eventually lead to, you know, immorality. But you can also say the exact same thing about capitalism. Mm-hmm. And we see over and over like we see I mean the whole right now, the whole Reddit like, thing. Yeah, GameStop. Like, yeah, yeah all, I mean <laughs> You can argue about whether it's immoral or not, but no, it's definitely beautiful. on the line. That's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's beautiful. Whether it like or not it. it's moral, it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love, love it. But GameStop no, but is. We the had to best. love on both sides. Should have invested.
2: invested.
0: Yeah. Right? Um, um, yeah, that's what we were talking about yeah, that this yeah. morning. Like, sh- uh, wish I wish it. Wish I'd invested yeah, like in two rich. days ago. Yeah. Well,
2: imagine what that money could have done for gospel work at.
3: Uh, right. That's oh, what I'll I was see. thinking. That was the whole time. That's what my thought was.
2: I think. Like, where in this church is there space for a conversation like this to be had? Because Mm -hmm. I think people in church immediately turn to social media or people turn to, you know, there's just not a really good space to have a really adult conversation where you can just talk about, you know, politics or about life. Like, on Sunday, you're getting the, like, the pastor's going to preach. And and I'm not a huge believer in politics. Like, I do not think a pastor should bring in, like, a huge political stance into a sermon. I think that's not at all what God calls us to do. But at the same time, like there needs to be space for Christians to get together and have a conversation about what they believe, why they believe it. Uh, and have that biblical, you know, comparison about, Hey, this is why based on the Bible, this is why I think the way that I do, or, um, you know, or have the, be able to have those conversations. Like, I just don't think that there's a space for stuff like this to happen. And I think COVID's a big, like a possible explanation for why there isn't, but I, before COVID, like a lot of churches just, you know, you have the Bible studies, but Bible studies are again, only they're being led by a pastor. Like the pastor is. Um, completely like contradict or not contradict I mean they're in the driver's seat right yeah they're dictating the conversation where it goes and things but and there's typically like a point and how often is like politics that point because you don't want to lose that connection so my thing is like how do we get conversation like this to just happen with a group of Christians who want to have an open conversation where they're not going to destroy or cancel the other person because of what they think or what they believe yeah. you know
0: well, and then on the other side, a lot of the political things um, we far too often we forget about the fourth commandment. Yeah, and uh, it becomes about like whether we believe it's right or not. Um, where, frankly, God doesn't say if you think it's right, you know, if you think if you think it works, like specifically the masks. You know, there's I, frankly there's a lot of churches that are just kind of ignoring it. Um, you I know, and like, put on a show and put on masks on the way in and out, but then mm-hmm. the service is still the same. Nobody's social distancing once they get in the doors and all that. And I, I'm not necessarily condemning anybody, uh, but the, I mean, the Fourth Commandment issue immediately comes into play there where you have, whether or not you like it, the government is telling you this mm-hmm. is what you ought to do. And so it is what we ought to do. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like it, that's why that's that's cool as americans we get to have the freedom to vote on it yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean we're just like no i won't that's that's exactly why we have
2: a commandment well and then that's where i think like that conversation like if you have somebody who you're really good friends with like and can have like that open conversation hey like i really am concerned for you because i think going back to the bible like god calls us to honor our those who are in authority of us and like Mm To have that, that's when I go, like, even going back to my experience at the U of M, like, that's why the experience was so great, was because I had those people that could speak truth in my life. Um, I just don't think that's always, the like, possible, or isn't always set up in churches all the time. So,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely see what you mean, that there's not always a space for adults in churches, you know, people over the age of 18. To, or even under the age of 18, really, to gather together and con- have these important talks, these important conversations. Because, I mean, really, these aren't issues we can just ignore. In church, we shouldn't be divisive. In church, we should be talking about God's kingdom, not the kingdom here on earth. But outside of church, we're still a part of this world, mm. right? We still need to go out there and witness to people. And the part. The line gets drawn for me when people start trashing other people based on their political beliefs. Um, I mean, I've heard lots of people say it just because maybe I'm surrounded by a community that's, you know, leans right, probably. That because, you know, because of our new president, that he's a terrible guy because he signed all these executive orders. Yes, he signed the executive orders. You don't have to agree with him.
0: Even if he is a terrible guy, he's still the president. He's still the president, and you still
3: need to show love. You can't just be out here Mm -hmm. throwing out hate. Well, and here's
1: something I think that ought to be noted is that uh, when it comes down to addressing situations like that should be like addressing any sin in a congregation. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that is different about the whole... Uh, technology and politics nowadays is that it seems like it's just loud right because we see it on our phones and we see it in our face like that's the point of it right it just gets in your face <laughs> preface uh, uh,
3: I think we're so. in the, we're <laughs> in the face present uh, face
1: but the thing is is what? like yeah we should have a safe space to have con- good godly conversations about Perhaps politics but at the grapes. same time <laughs> why I don't think that it's necessary you know, like, I think that if there are a bunch of people who have these pent up emotions, like, yeah, they like are like a pastor should go to them and say, hey, like, let's talk about this and figure out why you're upset. But then again, at the same time, I don't think it's something that we need to forcefully address in a congregation unless we need to. Right. right. Just like any other sin. First, right.
3: Yeah. First, we're talking, in God's kingdom. Right. Right.
1: Like talking poorly on your neighbor and things of that nature, you know, badmouthing people, gossiping, things like that. Like, those are all things. That should be addressed individually, just like you would if somebody in the church were lying or a hypocrite or something of that nature that's noticeable and it gets brought up, right? Mm -hmm. Like the friends and family around that person should address them. And then if that doesn't work, right, then you bring the pastor and then you bring the elders and then potentially the congregation, right? The same way that we would with any other sin that happens, right? Right. So I think the thing is, is like, where do we find that sweet spot where as a pastor or a future minister, like where is it that we look at our congregation and say, man, it seems like there's a lot of unsettled, like there's a lot of restlessness out here because of what's going on, you know?
2: Well, I think like sometimes they're just a bottleneck on pastors because they're mm-hmm. just one person. And so like my idea of having like that group that holds people accountable, I think fits naturally into your idea where that's like the first step. So mm-hmm. like to have a group that's already meeting with and you're being with uh, community with um, that's naturally like a group that can hold you accountable in that, you know? And th- so I think, um that i think that's a good place to start like the pastor just can't like do everything and he he can't be the eyes and ears of like every place you know so um how how do you address that and so that's
1: that's when it comes down to the people who are close to those people who have those emotions need to address
3: it right yeah
1: and then if it gets out of hand and they don't know how to address it with scripture that's when you, take, you talk to yeah, your pastor, right? Out.
3: Yep, right. So, of course, none of us have been ministers. Yeah, none of, the gospel, of us have been right? in that position yet. So, how do you think, I guess, how can we apply this to college, right? Mm-hmm. Kids are going out there, maybe from their Lutheran high schools, maybe from their public high schools, and they're going out to public universities, and they are being, you know, there's lots of this all shoved in their face. Like, hey, if you don't agree with this, then you must agree with this then you must mean this you must hate this is there a way that you can live surrounded by all that i wouldn't say political bias but say surrounded by people Mm -hmm. who are screaming at you to believe one thing or say one thing and how do you do that in a christian way in Mm -hmm. which it's loving you don't offend people right i mean offending right. people yeah. is really easy these days but well i mean how do you do it in a loving christian way
1: i think it, i mean and then so I'm, my answer would be in that situation one find yourself your christian group in that group right mm-hmm. you're in that new community you're at that new college find those fellow christians as soon as you can right because mm-hmm. you need to have that reinforcement just like all these sinners need to have reinforcement in their sin that they're committing we need reinforcement so that we can help them potentially like we need to have our hearts protected as well right Mm -hmm. so find that christian community as fast as you can i was blessed when i was going home when i was doing college at home that was my that's my that's where my church is so i was able to go to my church Mm -hmm. if i ever had a problem my family was right there because that's where my family lives but not everybody has that right right so in that like i mean if you're a good godly young individual who's scared for their faith at that moment. I mean, honestly, find a Christian group, get into your Bible, and if you're still scared after that, leave. You I mean, shouldn't stay there. You shouldn't stay in those places if you're worried about your own faith, yeah. right? I mean, potentially go back, right? After right, you right. feel stronger or after you've gotten to a point in your relationship with God that you think that you'd be able to handle that kind of situation, but you know,
3: I think one thing from that. we keep coming back to is community. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's been one yep. theme. And the culture of the community you're a part of. Yeah. 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 What is it? You become like the five people you hang out with the most. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard that used many times in a sermon. But, I mean, that's true. You are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when you live in college, you pick up the habits of your roommate. Like, I noticed myself saying things my roommate would say. And it's just like that with everyone you hang out with the most. And so if those five people you hang out with the most aren't necessarily living the best lifestyle, maybe start hanging out with some other people. I mean, don't stop hanging out with the people who aren't living the bad lifestyle entirely Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's still important to be there for them. Show love. Show Christ's love through yourself, right? Right. But surround yourself with people that you want to be like and people that will push you to be better. I think that's so important. I know the podcast Geared Up, right? That's all about becoming you know, a man of Christ. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, as we head out the door then here, uh, fellas, t-
0: in a second, I'm going to ask you one thing you're excited about or looking forward to before we close it out here, and then we'll go for like your Instagram handles or whatever you want to share with everybody. <laughs> uh, but Before that, we got our our show sponsor today is the Brigger Beard General. So Nate Hensler, he's a friend of the show. Um, he's a good, he's an MLC grad, actually. Oh, he's going? a great dude. Um, he puts together the uh, Brigger Beard General beard oils and supplements, um, and you guys done this. You, Gus just shaved uh, Ezra you got a little That's scruff going on there You can try some if you want um, But we we've got it so um, We've got three the, I've used a couple of these already So this one's sandalwood uh, This one's deep in the woods Which might deep be my woods. favorite Actually you want to try that one? I, I might have to try that one there you You'll have to show there me you know. This one's that. whiskey barrel um, You can smell it, it's, they, yeah, smell great. Smell great. it. Um, they smell it great They so smell great I've been like using sandalwood Because it's kind it's awesome. of a it's, it's less of a strong scent Inside the mask um, so I've been using because it's a little bit more muted. <laughs> You've been getting suffocated. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I especially before I trimmed my beard, I had to put a lot of beard oil because it, it was a big beard. And then after a while, you just all you smell inside the mask is your beard oil. Um, but oh. it's okay because it smells great. Yeah, doesn't it, smells it smell like good? Sandal. I know. was well, sandal, sandal wood. It sounds <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, clean so feet were um, like
3: in. It's. Did you put some in? I, I did. How do you put it on? i Okay, so you put... You, All right, a okay. demo. Be careful. You don't go. want to pour too much out. There, so yeah. just right, put right, a little iron. drop. On.
0: Okay. There we go. So just a little the tiny drop. A little drop on there? Just a little drop.
1: Hey, move your mic out of your face so they and can see you it That's probably more than on. you
0: need, but that's okay. Um, well, just, um, and, and then I just I rub a it a little into little your hands. There we go. Rub it into my hands. There we go. Rub it into your hands, yep. Watch very closely. I kind of smooth it in like that. And then I get down, so I get really dry, like, on my chin. So She's I shiny. give it a good scrub down with the chin. Makes you get the mustache. All right. Um And then, especially, sometimes when my skin's dry, I'll put it right on my, like, face Just too. on your skin, too. Yeah. Or yeah, up I into my hair. It's really... Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I've i never used beard like oil the flakes before. and stuff from my beard, like,
3: it, if... That's kind of gross. It me.
0: is kind of gross. And that's <laughs> why you should use beard oil. Like, just forget about the fact that we're sponsored by a beard oil. If you have a beard, you should be treating it well. Otherwise, it's disgusting. Yeah, um, so, yes. Caleb, you're about to graduate into this. You know, you're <laughs> at that point of beardness. Yes. Where you this is start my first time oil. with a beard. Yeah. So, if you want to buy uh, Brigger Beard General beard oil, you can find them on Facebook or at Google. Wait, what is it? Oh. sites.google.com forward slash Brigger Beard General. Um, and thank you, Nate Hensler, for sending us beard oil as well. Um, thank Gus, you. what do? You, well, I'll start off. I actually knew uh-huh. you start. Um, Gus, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What's going on? Exciting things in Gus's life.
1: Well, I'm excited about the rest of the school year. Honestly, uh, like most people here, I think things have been feeling a lot better than first semester anyway. Uh, even with like the higher regulations that we have, it I don't know. I don't seem to mind as much as I did. I think the I would agree. I think the extra long break definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: There's so much less uncertainty too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me. Um, greek homework mostly uh you know You're just looking, looking forward, forward to that i am looking forward. i kind of am too i'm, I'm not, really surprised
3: doing the translations it's like solving a puzzle
1: yeah yeah okay but we're not gonna talk about it because it's too awesome but uh yeah no i don't know i'm just excited for school i'm excited to keep this going you know uh also excited to start going to Mankato for BioLife. Hey, Donating. get Off some money. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> after two oh, weeks.
0: Release right, this right. after like next week. <laughs> release this next week.
2: Okay, go ahead. What are you excited about, Israel? Yeah, uh, I think this this semester is like a really cool opportunity. So we talked a lot about like community and stuff, and like how there seemed to be kind of like that people just kind of falling into it first semester, trying to figure it out and things, and. Uh, I think because of all the stuff that's going on, like, it's just going to be up to us to make our own fun, like, to do things, to, to uh, you know, pursue uncomfortability, you know. And so I definitely think with this really tough, like, objection, like, there's also a really cool opportunity. So I'm excited for this semester just forming bonds like this, keeping them going, uh, connecting different people to other people that really want to grow deeper. and. Uh, live uh, live the
3: life that Jesus has won for them. So I'm really excited for this semester. How about you. you? Well, uh, honestly, just this semester, I really am already starting off with uh, some great habits. My roommate and I have a great schedule. We have pretty much the same schedule. You hear me all right? No? No. Not at all? Not at all. Just How about slide, now?
1: Just, hey, we're sliding Ezra's mic to him. Just do that. That's okay.
3: No try. Hello. Nothing. Hello. Give me. A- Want me to just use Ezra's mic? Okay. Um. Completely cut off. Oh.
0: Phantom power got turned off. That's the settings I was worried about. Talk.
3: <clears throat> Hello. Oh. Hey. I think I can oh, my Hey, Whoa.
1: wow. Hey, coming in hot there. Is that a round torpedo? Is yeah. that a start Kill over? him.
3: A what little. are you excited about? Wow, I can hear myself really clear now.
1: That's
0: um, very really exciting.
3: exciting. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about, uh, well, just class is going to be great. My roommates and I already have a great schedule going down. We had the same schedule and school at the same time, and we have a uh, good habit of doing three to four, well, after class, we you know we play a game of cribbage or play a game of Rummy five hundred whatever. Not the entire game for Whatever it was such a Minnesota. <laughs> We're playing Rummy whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we take a little time off like an hour. We eat lunch and then study Greek for however long that takes. Eat supper, finish the rest of our homework, and then we have like a few more hours just to chill. He Facetimes his girlfriend. I. Go cry? No. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you're dating your roommate. You guys do everything together. Uh we, we had the same schedule and we were both interested in you know making sure we keep up with our studies. So, keep each other accountable. But, so we're all looking to a great semester. Awesome.
0: Uh, I'm excited about starting the semester, obviously. Yeah, how about you, Charlie?
3: Yeah. I'm uh,
0: definitely excited about starting the semester, um, but most excited right now, just happy that this is kinda of back and going. We took, I, I was so bogged down and busy last semester um, that uh, this wasn't really a reality to be able to do this. Um, so I'm really pumped about this. So we got a YouTube channel going now. Um, main. So it's gonna be this. Uh, once we get up to a thousand subscribers, we can do this live. Right wow. now, we can't do this live. Oh, uh, sorry. advertising. Subscribers, okay. yeah. So be a subscriber. Yep, yeah, like and share and make sure people and are watching subscribe. this. You're and subscribe. subscribe so because we we do this school, live. Turn on close close and then once, once we do this live, then it'll be even more fun. Um, we can even do some interaction and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to do this. And then we've got uh, a YouTube series called the Agogi. So Gird Up Agogi going out for to up, more like middle school and high school boys. I'm um, talking about like lessons, and things every boy needs to know to be a man. Uh, so really excited about that, really pumped about it. And then most of the stuff is also going on uh, um. on podcast. So this episode um, will be on. on the podcast as audio. Um, it'll also be up on YouTube. So awesome. Uh, you can find Gird Up at uh, oh boy, Gird Up underscore b underscore a underscore man on instagram or uh the gird up on facebook gus where can we find you
1: oh uh <clears throat> facebook and instagram those are probably what's your name they're both different uh just look uh-huh. up yeah. gustav wins gustav. i'm the only one w-e-n-z oh yeah yeah w-e-n-z um
2: gustav g-u-s-t-a-v Okay,
0: thanks. Uh, okay, Ezra, what's your yeah.
2: yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Ezra Bloomer B-L-U-M-E-R
3: uh, You can follow me on Instagram I'm on there occasionally It's that underscore little underscore guy three. a
2: lot of underscores I know, I thought it was funny Big fans of underscores here right I don't now. think <laughs> you want to follow him considering he has so many underscores Alright, <laughs> see you next time <laughs> yeah, Go be the show? man that guy created to be podcast called Pud Rig
0: thank you for listening to the gird up podcast if you like what you're hearing on our podcast make sure you're sharing it with friends and family men in your life who you think need to hear our message you can find us on social media, on Facebook, under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as Gird Up underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash Gird And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be. thank you for listening to the gird up podcast if you like what you're hearing on our podcast make sure you're sharing it with friends and family men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as Gird Up underscore like underscore A underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash Gird Up. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be. Okay. okay, we should be oh, gotcha, okay. well.
3: good. Yeah. Okay. So,
4: so good! So good!
3: So good! All right. All right. So what so I'll do is I'll go back to the Gus introduction.
0: So I'll go back to the good.
3: <laughs> all right, so Gus, go, can you introduce the yourself
0: tri- again? No, I <laughs> <no. My laughs> oh all man, ones. that would be terrible. <laughs> I mean, I love talking to you guys, but I hate redoing five, there was, oh, okay.